Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. This is Mike Miller. You're listening to Talking Money. So glad you joined me today. So we've been uh, reviewing a book, or I guess more of a booklet, I would call it, The Way to Wealth, written by Ben Franklin. 1758 was when it was first published. And and last week and today, we're talking about some of the things that he mentioned, not, not the whole thing, but some of the things that he mentioned in that book that are very pertinent for today. Well, it must be pretty pertinent because the essay has become one of the most important and enduring, it's called, business books ever published. It's been printed and reprinted almost 400 times and has been translated into almost every language, I've been told. So that's um, that, that's pretty important. It must be pretty pertinent uh, for them to reprint it and reprint it and reprint it and, then, and also to um, get it translated into almost every language. Uh, so we're talking about the, some of the things he talked about today. And last week, I mentioned some of the things. Uh, first, talking about the five uses of money that we use at Ronald Blue Trust, the giving, taxes, debt, savings, and living expenses. He talks about all those, except he doesn't really directly mention giving in, his, um, in this little booklet. Um, but he mentions all the other things. Uh, so we're talking about some of the the, the quotes that he's been um, named for uh, many times, things like a word of the wise is enough. And, and that's come to, um, to fruition many times over my life. And many people that I've run into that you uh, try to give some wisdom to, try to explain things to, and they just don't take it, and uh, which which typically means, well, they're not as wise as they should be. I've not been as wise as I should be many times. We all have been in that situation before. And he talks about taxes. We are taxed twice as much by our idleness, three times as much by our pride, and four times as much by our folly. So tax planning is important. But when he was asked this question, he says, you ought to be concerned more about the, your, your idleness and pride and your folly more than you should how much the government is taxing you. Of course, tax planning is still important. It's to be a good steward you should do. And we, of course, do everything we can to save taxes. But you don't do it just to save taxes because there's sometimes you you give money, for instance, and it's not for tax deduction. It's because you truly want to help somebody and you feel like you're doing God's work doing that. Now, getting a tax deduction is, is a nice icing on the cake, but that, sh that shouldn't be what drives the decision all the time. Uh, don't waste, waste time, he talked about. Lost time is never found again, another one of his quotes. And he talks about there are no gains without pains. So I can re even relate that to the stock market. We've had a lot of pains lately, but the gains that you get over time I think, more than compensate for those temporary pains. And they've all been temporary. We'll see how temporary they are this time. But they're, they've all been temporary. And and that's why it's generally a higher-performing asset class is because you have those pains that you have endured that a lot of people stay out of and, and or get out of at the, at the wrong time. So uh, I was even on Joey's program earlier this week and talking about that same things. And, and another quick 
question to ask yourself before you make any decisions on the market is, is the market uh, more expensive now or less expensive now than it was, let's say, in the recent past? Let's go back to January 1st this year. When is it? When did it have more risk in it? Well, it has a lot less risk in it now than it did January 1st. But people act like it's got more risk and they act accordingly. So be real careful on, on how you react to certain events. Uh, then he talked about effort and be industrious. Uh, I remember Jack Nicholas was asked about uh, a string of victories that he had. And somebody was mentioned, a reporter was mentioning how lucky he was. And Jack Nicholas' response was, yep, the more I practice, the luckier I get. And so it, there is some part of that. Uh, a life of leisure <clears throat> and a life of laziness are two different things. And that was a good point. And he talks about savings. Uh, that a, a man uh, needs to be savings, uh, not just putting his, what's he call it, uh, life to the grindstone and die not worth a groat at last is how he puts it. Uh, so <clears throat> you want to you want to make sure that you have some savings and we'll call that investing, uh, not just deferred spending. Most people have a deferred spending account, not a savings account. So they just, they build up their savings or their credit union. Maybe they have some money automatically deducted from their credit union account every uh, every paycheck. But then when they need something, and I put that in quotes, they need something, they end up buying it and, and the savings account goes back down to nothing or at least gets reduced significantly. Then you're starting back over again. Well, those are good accounts to have. We, it's good to have a deferred spending account, especially if it means you're not going to touch your longer term savings account. All right, so then the next uh, segment that we're going to get to in his book is talking about just living expenses. On page 21 of The Way to Wealth, uh, I highlighted a part of it. It says, many a one for the sake of finery on the back have gone with a hungry belly and half starved their families. Silks and satins, scarlets and velvets put out the kitchen fire, as poor Richard says. These are not the necess necessaries, I guess you should say necessities, necessaries of life. They can scarcely be called the conveniences. And yet only because they look pretty, how many want to have them? By these and other extravagances, the genteel are reduced to poverty and forced to borrow of those whom they formerly despised. All right, thought that was interesting. So it's like, okay, how many people buy these things just because they are pretty and they really, they really don't need it. It's, it's not a necessity, not even a convenience, he says. But you got to be so careful with how the little things. So one of the things uh, he says later is as many, and you got to remember, I'm reading his English. So many a little makes a mickle. Beware of little expenses. A small leak, leak will sink a great ship. But what you do not need and soon... Uh, you will sell your necessities. So when you look at that and say, okay, little expenses, many of us don't think of little expenses. We, we don't think of how, how little things add up to big things after a while. Oh, it's just a few bucks here. It's just a few bucks there. You know, we're not going to worry about that. But the, at those expenses that you keep control of now, eventually, hopefully you get to the point where that's not as important. And many of you listening to me, you're past that point where if, uh, little expenses here, or there are going to break you. You've you've done well accumulating your assets and now you feel like, OK, I can spend the money on things that even seem a little frivolous to me. But there again, I'll come back to ask you, make sure you're being a good steward 
because it's not your money. So you want to be a good steward of what God has allowed you to have while you're on this earth and, and not be frivolous just because you can. So it, there still needs to be some thought in that kinds of things, in those kinds of um, decisions to buy different kinds of, of um, necessities, what you call necessities that, whoa, maybe that necessities after all. And so uh, I'm going to talk more about uh, living expenses and savings and things like that. We get back from the break. So I've got a special guest this morning. My wife, Kathy, is going to join me after the break. We're going to play a little clip from uh, Steve Martin, Amy Poehler's skit that was done years ago. And then I'm going to get her in because she's done the best job of anybody I know of buying things at, at discounts and spending money, even though we don't have to be as careful now, uh, it's just in her DNA. It's just, she can't help herself save that kind of money. And I love to watch those kind of things. But we want to get your opinions. We also want to get your suggestions on how maybe you may have saved money when your kids were growing up or even do it now. We'd love to pass along some of those ideas to the listeners. Just uh, send uh, an email to me, mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. Your thoughts, your um, comments about things that you may have done, even if it seems like that's just common sense. Everybody knows to do that. Well, you may not believe it, but there are a whole lot of people that don't have that kind of common sense that, that you may have. And we would love to hear that from you and and be able to pass along because people, especially these days with inflation going like it is and things just seeming uh, like very precarious in the economy, it's nice to have some especially simple and and doable ideas. I mean, there's some off-the-wall type savings that people aren't going to do, but it's still, it's still something that I think we need to think of. We'll be right back. The answers to most financial questions are uncovered when you understand that there are only really five uses of money, and when you know exactly how much you are spending on each of those uses. At Ronald Blue Trust, our comprehensive financial planning process helps you plan for living expenses, debt, savings, taxes, and giving. Well, let's focus on saving for retirement. Planning for retirement is much more than a magic number that answers the question most people think of retirement planning, how much is enough? You need to know the answer to that question, but other questions are important to consider as well. Questions like, how will I determine what my next chapter is? How can I use my savings and investments in a tax-efficient manner? How will inflation, investment returns, and personal decisions impact my time frame? As you approach retirement, don't look at it as an end, but rather as a beginning. We don't sell any products at Ronald Blue Trust. We are fiduciaries whose only desire is to help clients be the best stewards they can be with the resources God has given them. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money because we want you to get the answers to your questions about money with no hidden agenda to sell anything. If you'd like to learn more about Ronald Blue Trust, to find out if we can help you, please call 1-800-588-7526 and tell Chelsea you heard Mike Miller talking about Ronald Blue Trust on the radio. It would be my pleasure to speak with you further. Once again, our phone number at the Greenville office is 1-800-588-7526. Now let's go back to Talking Money to answer more of your questions. This is Mike Miller. You're listening to Talking Money either live on the radio or in our podcast. And you can get that through Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. That's the email address. The web address is just simply TalkingMoneyRadio.com. And you can click on there to listen. And you can not only listen today, you can also listen to other shows that we put on the um, website to have many different top 
topics that you can get to that you can uh, learn more about something that you may need to learn more about before you especially before you buy something that maybe you uh, want to be sure you're a more intelligent purchaser at the time you buy it so, and we're we're looking at um different ways to save money today and so we'd love to hear your comments just uh, send uh, an email to me mike at talkingmoneyradio.com if you've got a way that you have saved money even maybe when your kids were growing up or something that you do now that uh, you would love to uh, share with the rest of us and uh, and so we've got uh, dave on the line calling us from california understanding he's listening live to us from california so he's uh, mighty early like seven twenty out there so good morning dave welcome to talking money Hey, morning, Mike. Yeah, I um, noticed the uh, Federal Reserve did that interest rate hike the other day. And um, right. when I took financial management like 30 years ago, they taught us to never, ever, ever borrow money over 3%. That that was a dangerous number. You know, 2% was actually risky, but 3% was deadly. And uh, and so now the Federal Reserve is basically saddling America with 4%. And um, so, you know, that's going to not only create a lot more anger against the Federal Reserve, but it, it basically is going to allow, uh, uh, you know, as, as hard hit as America is right now with uh, gasoline prices and food prices, now they're going to get saddled with interest rates that are in excess of common sense. And uh, so I'm just wondering, are there local ways that somebody could invest in their neighbor, you know, say like a little old lady down the street really needs to get her porch fixed? Is there a way that, like, the Chamber of Commerce works with, uh, you know, neighborhood groups to, you know, spruce up a region so that uh, not only is it healthy and safety, uh, health and safety for the residents, but also for the mailman that's got to climb those porch steps? Sure, sure. Well, I, there's there are several groups. I'm not sure the Chamber of Commerce is the right way to go, but generally somebody's local church is where they would start, and and that's another good reason to be involved in a local church. Not just not for that very reason, but it's just a kind of a, a subset uh, positive that can because they're especially if it's a widow lady like you mentioned. So this lady is supposed to be taken care of by her elders and other believers because the Bible tells us to to take care of our widows and our orphans and so forth so um, if, if that helps her keep out of debt and so you're um, the the question of debt is a yeah great we're going to talk about that in a little bit probably the second half of the program today and when poor Richard and Benjamin Franklin talk about debt and the the, the problems that you get into with debt uh, and, and I, on the on the flip side of that and people don't think about this too much, but there's been there's a lot of retired people, maybe the same lady you're talking about, who have not been able to spend much money because they have their money in savings accounts, which aren't earning anything. Well, now that savings accounts and even money market accounts are starting to pay a higher rate of return, it's it's one of the positive sides to, uh, it's, it's negative for those who have to go into debt. It's positive for those who want to keep very safe money and use money markets and CDs and so forth like that so with a with the 10-year treasury, even the two-year treasury was 
trading above the 10 year for a while had a little inverted curve this past week for a little bit that and that's when you're close to three and a half percent now at a 10 year rate you you think about how much higher that is and it was just a few months ago and you could lock in that three and a half percent rate for a long time and have extra money to live off of depending on of course how much your your savings but yeah i would think that you know, places like Habitat for, for Humanity. There's a place locally in, in Greenville called Homes of Hope. There are places like that that you can go to to say, hey, I've got this problem. Or I've got a client up in uh, Boone, North Carolina, and that's what he does. He's sure. is part of his hey, church. Well, he does that. So Yeah, the reason I ask, I heard about these new I-bonds. And this is why I mentioned the Chamber of Commerce instead of churches. Because if I understand right, the I-bonds are to be issued only to individuals, human beings, not to financial institutions. Right. And it's to encourage not only, you know, families to invest in their kids' college fund or, you know, different things, but whether that money could be then invested locally. So if, for example, would there be a county water bond issue that, you know, the I-bonds would, wouldn't be sucked out of town to Washington, D.C., that the I-bond money would be used to buy, you know, uh, bond issues in that county or in that region. Yeah, interesting idea, Dave. I've not heard anybody put it quite that way. So maybe you're onto something here. We'll have to explore that locally and see if uh, if people can put their money together for that. For the time being, the only ones I'm aware of would be like going to your local church or going to uh, a local nonprofit that uh, does buildings uh like the habitat for humanity and homes of hope and things like that so uh, but good thought dave and i appreciate you listening all the way out in california no problem yeah all right you take, take care. care all right and i have my wife come on after the break i think we'll probably have to work that out anyway so it's it's it comes back always to uh thinking through what you really need all right when you're looking at expenses and as as i've heard many times i've heard ron blue stated before it says every every decision is a long-term decision. Every decision can be a financial decision, especially when it's related to, to money. But every decision reflects your heart attitude and what you're thinking about, not just money, but everything else. And so we've seen many people make poor decisions over the years. We've all made poor decisions ourselves over the years. Uh, but we, we need to uh, you know, stay in the scriptures and, and try to help and pray to help God guide us to give us real direction and, and true wisdom on how to uh, make our money last as long as we can, how to be really, really good stewards of the money that, that God has for us. Because uh, it's just very important, and it's, it's something we all have to deal with. And that um, we're fortunate enough in this country to even have this problem. There are many countries; it's not a problem of how much can you save; it's a problem of surviving. Have you thought much about that? I mean, we're all really wealthy in this country. Everybody's wealthy compared to the rest of the world. Uh, everybody's wealthy, so we've got uh, responsibilities that come with that wealth that we need to make sure we're always paying attention to and be mindful of so that uh, there again, we're doing the right things with all of our money. So we get back uh, from this for the second half of the hour. So we're going to go through this skit. You'll, you'll love this skit. I played it once probably been three or four years ago. It's been a long time, um, but it really relates to people who, who don't understand the concept of spending less than you make. It's just, it's the, the most important, I think the most important financial principle ever spend less than you make and do it for a long period of time to me it's this the key to uh, a, a successful financial life 
because I heard once of a doctor that, who said, wow, you know, I've got, I know you, the, he, when he went to see his advisor, he says, I've got this $300,000 that's in a, in a passbook savings account. I know you're saying I'm nuts for having that in a passbook savings account. And the answer for the advisor was no, most people don't have $300,000 anywhere. So the fact that you had it was way ahead of what most people were doing. So now, of course, if we can be a better steward of that, that makes it even better. We'll be back with the second half of Talking Money in just a few minutes. Most of you have heard the saying, it's not what you earn, but what you keep. With all of the tax laws and legislative changes, how do you successfully navigate the complex, always changing, and mostly confusing tax system? More importantly, how do you best take advantage of these changing laws in order to improve your financial stewardship and accomplish your goals? Unlike tax preparation, tax planning is a year-round process and should be an important part of your financial plan. It's wise to consider tax reduction efforts in light of your overall goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, our tax planning process includes things like short and long-term tax projections, understanding tax consequences of financial and life decisions, estimating marginal and effective tax rates to, among other things, avoid that dreaded tax bracket creep, coordinate with your tax preparer, and looking for tax savings opportunities through income shifting, deferring income, deduction planning, and other timing strategies. For more information about our Greenville team and the credentials and experience of each of them, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Sherry White, Jeremy Weaver, Scott Clark, and Eddie Holland are the team leaders with a supporting team of certified financial planner professionals working right alongside of them. Feel free to contact any of them directly or give me a call at 1-800-588-7526 and I'll be happy to discuss your situation with you. The phone number again is one 800 588-7526 or go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Let's return now to Talking Money. You're listening to Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, but uh, I've got my wife Kathy on the phone and uh, we're going to play a little clip here from uh, Steve Martin and Amy uh, Puller who did a little skit about uh, not not spending money you don't have. Very pertinent. It's only a couple of minutes. I think you'll uh, really get a kick out of it. Uh, let's play that and we'll get my wife's thoughts on how to save some money. Oh, I just can't get these numbers to add up. It's like we're never going to get out of this hole. Credit card debt. Does it ever end? <laughs> Maybe I can help. We sure could use it. We've tried debt consolidation companies. We've even taken out loans to help make payments. Well, you're not the only ones. Did you know millions of Americans live with debt they cannot control? That's why I developed this unique new program for managing your debt. It's called Don't Buy Stuff You Cannot Afford. Oh, let me see that. If you don't have any money, you should not buy anything. Hmm, sounds interesting. Sounds confusing. I don't know, honey. This makes a lot of sense. There's a whole section here on how to buy expensive things using money you save. Give me that. And where would you get this saved money? I tell you where and how in Chapter 3. Okay, but what if I want something but I don't have any money? You don't buy it. Well, let's say I don't have enough money to buy something. Should I buy it anyway? No. <laughs> now I'm really confused. It's a little confusing at first. Well, what if you have the money? Can you buy something? Yes. Now take the money away. 
same story? Nope. You shouldn't buy stuff when you don't have the money. I think I got it. I buy something I want and then hope that I can pay for it, right? No. You make sure you have money, then you buy it. Oh, then you buy it. But shouldn't you buy it before you have the money? No. Why not? It's in the book. It's only one page long. <laughs> the advice is priceless and the book is free. Wow, I like the sound of that. Yeah, we can put it on our credit card. <laughs> so get out of debt now. Write for your free copy of Don't Buy Stuff You Cannot Afford. And if you order now, you'll also receive Seriously. If you don't have the money, don't buy it. Along with a 12-month subscription to Stop Buying Stuff magazine. So order today. All right. Well, I wouldn't try to order that magazine. <laughs> I don't think that'd work. But boy, what a succinct way of telling us, uh, yeah, don't buy stuff you, you can't afford. And if you don't have the money, just don't buy it. Think of what the world would be different if uh, we all went by that philosophy all right so my wife kathy is going to join us here on the line and she's done a really great job of of helping us especially as in our early years when trying to get the plan first started and having small children and had four children and trying to to make sure they all you know actually eat and have clothes to wear and stuff like that and places to stay that uh, she's done a great job that i ask her to to give us a call and just to give us some of the thoughts that she's had some of the ways that that we save money and more or I say we, her, saved money uh, while we were growing up. So welcome to the microphone once again. It's been a while. Hi. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, so glad to have you on again. So what are some of the things that Thanks. that you did, especially while we were, while our kids were younger? Well, one thing that I always kept in mind is before you buy something, to ask myself, do I really need this or do I just want it? If you want it, you can put it off or till you have the money to buy it. And if you need it, that's when you need to spend your money on that. And, um, and sometimes holding off on sometimes holding off on buying that thing that you thought you needed, uh, by the time you think more about it, you find out, eh, I didn't really need it like I thought I did. And it becomes a want. And then, right. you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you want it. And then, you know, if you wait, maybe it comes on sale and then you can buy it if you wait long enough. Right, right. And um, when the kids were little, I would go to a lot of yard sales. And of course, I haven't been to yard sales for a while because I don't have any little kids. But um, I assume they're still like they used to be where in the paper, they say if they have kids clothes or toys or whatever. And that's how when we were starting the business, I got the kids Christmas presents at yard sales and their clothes at yard sales. And I made a lot of the girls clothes but then it got to where we don't have the fabric outlets like we used to when the kids were little so uh, it got to where it was more expensive to sew the clothes than it was to buy the clothes in a department store and you buy the sales you look for the sales racks you don't look for the things that aren't on sale and the best thing to do is go when the sales are reduced like 50% then an extra 25% off of that. And that takes so some getting, that takes some uh, um, patience sometimes too and, and some knowledge of of when those sales are keeping an eye out for where when those sales are happening, right? It does and it's um, it takes a lot of patience to do that and um, you check the paper ads, you check the department store ads and um also, now that people are shopping online so much, you use the companies that 
has free shipping and free shipping to return if you need to return something. And that way you're not spending any money on returns. And sometimes if you buy something from like Belk or Dillard's or Macy's, any of those department stores, if you do it online, you can return them to the store instead of paying shipping to return them uh, through the mail or UPS. Right, right. So that's... So you, you know, every little thing you save helps. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Macy's and Dillard's and Belk, um, and I know you've talked about this before. But share with the listeners uh, your thoughts on some people. Even when they hear you today, will say, "Well, that's I, I got that figured out. I just go to to Target or Walmart and buy my clothes there, and they're already cheaper than than Dillard's anyway." What What's your thoughts on that? Well, the problem is those clothes are not going to last. They may last one season, maybe two, but not longer than that. And when you go to the major department stores, always look for the sales and always look for the clearance. If you can, can get them on clearance, you're paying the same amount or less than you would at Target or Walmart for the clothes. And they're name brand clothes. They're going to last a long time, and they last through multiple children. So they're easier to pass down, except unless you have very active boys, and then they may not. <laughs> but, but you but, can always save money that way yeah they'll still last longer than the ones that you might have gotten at a, a, a chain department store like a target or walmart we're not picking on those but that's typically that's that's uh that's the reality of that so what about um coupons uh i know you've used them a lot more in the past than you do now but uh do you feel like that saved a lot of money um i do you can clip coupons they're offered on the online you can find them or in the paper on sundays i know some people don't get the paper anymore that you could buy the sunday paper through um, um kiosk but um you can get the coupons there you can get them online some stores they used to double them more than they do now i'm not sure which groceries double them because bilo used to but um some double the coupons but even if you don't double the coupons you're at least saving some money and they're groceries that you usually use anyway because i wouldn't use i wouldn't get coupons on things i didn't use yeah and they help a lot with laundry detergent and things like that you can find great coupons for that I remember even when we were when our kids were younger, we would take a trip to go see my parents or somebody some other trip, and you you'd always make um, the our our picnic lunch, and we would stop someplace at a rest area and just go to a picnic table and give it, the kids a chance to run around a little bit, and we'd have our lunch there instead of stopping someplace for fast food. Right, and that always was fun for the kids and got them a place to run around where, you know, they weren't in a restaurant having to sit still or whatever. And it saved a ton of money by not getting, not having to stop. Yeah. We didn't have the money, so we didn't (laughs) spend it. So just like Steve Martin said. Right. Right. So, and then, you know, as you get older also now, we don't have children now, but you can still save money um, by getting senior discounts. And almost every place has a senior discount on something. Amen. But even... Yeah, and you were we were talking this is going back, but we were talking about grocery shopping and groceries. But if you look through the grocery ads and this pertains to everybody, meal plan according to the grocery ads, according to what's on sale that week, and then you can um do your meal planning and go to the store and buy the things that are on sale for that week. And that saves a lot of money if you do that so that you're not paying full price 
for your food sure, that way. And sure. um, you can save on things that you need to use that week. All right. Any other quick thoughts before we go to our last break? Um, just if you don't have it, don't spend it. So <laughs> um, <laughs> like Steve Martin thing said, you yeah, know, yeah. just and. Yeah, I know you have to buy necessities, but there are a lot of things that people think are necessary that really are not necessary. Right. They, just, they feel necessary but, nowadays. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Kathy. I appreciate you uh, joining me. It's been a, lo- a long time. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, I always like your words of wisdom, especially as it comes uh, to uh, saving money. So you, you've been the best at it. So, all right. Time thanks. to go to our last break. We'll be right back. Virtually every financial services firm talks about financial and investment planning based on your goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, we can help you define your goals. And we'll do that from your personal cash flow to your income tax to your state and investments to help ensure that your decisions really do reflect your values. We incorporate biblical principles into our comprehensive financial planning approach. Our goal is to help you clarify your decision making and focus on leaving a legacy of financial, social, and spiritual capital. And whether we realize it or not, the decisions we make in life reflect our values and our priorities. Decisions we make today can have lifetime implications. There are rarely independent decisions. A comprehensive financial plan includes things like planning for short-term cash needs, long-term retirement, proactively minimizing debt, continually evaluating the tax consequences of your decisions, funding your child's or grandchild's education, and determining your insurance needs. No financial plan, however, is worth doing unless you actually implement your plan. Our process takes you directly from goal setting to the implementation. I think, we think, there's a good chance your financial stress level will improve when you understand how all of the components of your financial life integrate with each other and how to adjust over time. So we can guide you through a detailed plan towards sound financial decisions, wise stewardship, and a roadmap to your desired destination, a life well spent. For more information, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville or call 1-800-588-7526. Once again, the number is 1-800-588-7526. Now back to more of Talking Money. All right, so uh, when we go to uh, the last parts of what uh, Ben Franklin would uh, discuss in this Way to Wealth book, he does talk about debt. So what Winston was talking about with interest rates going up, that's how that's going to affect this. And 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 even thinking, okay, is the the piper about to be paid, and we're all going to suffer through that? Uh, it comes back a lot. It comes back to how how financially stable are you, and especially when it may come to debt or with uh, enough liquidity that you can pay the debt. So a couple of things that he says that Ben Franklin says: if you would know the value of money, go and try to borrow some. For he that goes a-borrowing goes a-sorrowing. And indeed, so does he that lends to such people when he goes to get it again. So it's like, okay, you got to be careful. Even if you're the one loaning the money because you may be loaning to one of these people who can't pay it back, and then you're going to be just as, as bad off and maybe worse. Think what you do when you run into debt. You give to another power over your liberty. If you cannot pay on time, you will be ashamed to see your creditor. Remember, this was done in 1758. This is not this is not done last year. This was 1758. So it's been a problem, not a new problem. It's a it's an old problem. And I think here's one of his best lines. It really has to do with expenses and debt. It's easier to suppress the first desire than to satisfy all that follow it. 
<laughs> to stop the first. Don't take that first bite of chocolate cake. You won't have to worry about wanting the rest of it. That idea. Um, then he says the second vice is lying. The first is running in debt. Creditors have better memories than debtors, he says. Uh, then another quote, gain may be temporary and uncertain, but ever while you live, expense is constant and certain. Rather to go to bed supperless than rise in debt. So it, it, obviously he's very negative on the debt side and the scripture is, is negative on debt side, but it really has to do with his comment about that first, um, one of those first things I said where he says that if you don't and you can't pay it, if you, uh, if you can't pay your debt, then that's when it's a problem. But it's, it's not necessarily some financial situation either when you've got inflation like it is and you're still paying off things that you bought before and now your interest rate on what you're borrowing if it's on a credit card goes up making that purchase even more expensive than it was before and goes back to steve martin's skit it's like you know if you don't have the money don't spend it you might have to sacrifice something you may not have to feel like you're keeping up with the the neighbors and so forth like and 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 those people who do that haven't looked at the neighbors um financial statements you might be surprised at how bad off they are uh, so let's see. He says, um, experience keeps a dear school, but fools will learn in no other. We can give advice, but we cannot give conduct. They that will not be counseled cannot be helped. Good advice. And he ends up with the, toward the end of it. He says, thus the old gentleman. So he's talking about uh, this um, Abraham, that which is him. The old gentleman ended his harangue. The people heard it and approved the doctrine and immediately practiced the contrary. <laughs> just as if it had been a common sermon so how many times we hear a sermon we don't do anything about it oh yeah we agree with that preacher and we go back and and do everything we've always done before same thing with the money we hear these good advice these good things to learn about money and then we end up um, just going about our daily life as if we'd never heard it so some other thoughts, uh, credit card management. I mean, try to, to you know, pay them off every month. If, if you're not the kind that has the discipline to pay it off every month, then you're just going to have to not use it and really just save up the money. Uh, I, I happen to use one that uh, doubles my points every month. So I pay it off every month. It's not a problem. And I, and I use that money to reduce the cost even further. So I pay no interest and I, and I save even more money on that. Um, pay off your higher interest things first. Even if it's the larger item, you want to try to reduce that interest rate and try to consolidate as much as you can. Maybe use a home equity line of credit. But you got to remember, if you do that and you fail to make your payment on the on the home equity line of credit, they can come get your house. Where if you don't make your car payment, they can just come get your car. But if you got the discipline and you got the equity, consolidate it, get rid of the car debt, the credit card debt, put it all in one and put it there. Might even be tax deductible for you. Uh, most of you probably not, but, but tax deductible for you, and and reduce that cash flow. Then you can start saving money for your other goals and retirement, kids' education, whatever it is. Hey, anyway, a lot of good thoughts, a lot of hurried advice. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, 800-588-7526 is my number at the office. If you got a question for me, though, send it to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. So thanks for listening to another Talking Money. We'll see you next week for more exciting adventures with Talking Money. <laughs> 